Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Welcome into the Osmo MMA Strategy Shows. We're here to get you ready for UFC Vegas number 38, which goes down on Saturday afternoon, early evening there from the UFC Apex there in Las Vegas. Could be headlined by a light heavyweight matchup, Tiago Santos taking on Johnny Walker. Also, we got Kevin Holland versus Kyle Dawkins will be your co-main event of the evening. Of course, we are sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. Later on in the show, we'll talk about some Monkey Knife Fight picks for you. Also, this show is brought to you by our sports betting podcast, Betting You, which is hosted by Ben Rossa and, and, and Matt Jajewski. They got you, get you covered for everything, college football betting, breaking down the conference game for this coming week. Of course, uh, new episodes come out every Wednesday, available on Apple Podcasts podcast spotify wherever you get your podcast you can go over to osmo.com slash podcast to get the links to that also you get the links to this podcast as well if you want to watch this uh listen to us on the go maybe you're out for a run you should be sure to check that out of course as always i am joined by the fighter pete rogers jr we come in after ufc 266 uh you know as a from a betting side it was a really great night for me yeah same it was uh it was an awesome week for everybody a part of awesome um, you know, we had a lot of people hit some big screenshots, uh, you know, chopping first in the optimal. Uh, that was fun. Um, but I mean, there were so many people on that lineup, but it's okay. I mean, first is better than, than not chopping at all. So uh, it was a very, very good week for all of us. And, uh, you know, this week, I think might be a little bit different. I feel like some more underdogs could possibly come through. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting optimal lineup. Yeah, this is a week there are some underdogs that definitely stick out to me. There are some favorites that definitely stick out to me yeah. as well. Of course, uh, before we get into the fight, do want to let you know, be sure to subscribe to Awesome. We just hit over 60,000 followers over on on YouTube, so you got to check that out. And uh, as a little thank you, in honor of this achievement, we're giving away six Awesome Plus monthly passes if you'd like to get two months free and all new Yahoo Fantasy user to get this that when you deposit, enter any Yahoo contest the link is there so be sure to check out that over there so we appreciate you and of course uh if you're not a member also a plus and you want to get a little peek what's behind the paywall mlb main slate ownership projections and nfl showdown ceiling game rankings are free on the site today but pete let's get right into it tiago santos taking on johnny walker tiago santos 8800 7400 for johnny walker before the show me and you were kind of talking about this matchup you know when you think of johnny walker on, on that side of the equation you think of someone who has the ability to get in and out very quickly with his wins when you think about tiago santos over there i would say durability is a word that, that would come out to me but sometimes with him a lack of activity is also something you think of yeah, and I think if he has any lack of activity, he could end up getting knocked out in this contest against the much taller and more aggressive and longer Johnny Walker. Uh, I think that you know naturally a lot of people will be going in the Tiago Santos's direction because of his uh, you know strength of schedule, his fantastic you know resume facing legitimate competition throughout the UFC between two weight classes. Um, you know he's the safer play for sure in the five round uh, type of atmosphere. Um, I do think that Johnny Walker is one of the best GPP options on the entire slate at 7,400. I mean, his, uh, his finishing ability is second to none and his aggressiveness. If he can start to minimize mistakes, um, possibly take his foot off the gas pedal in certain moments, you will see fighters adapt and start to, you know, improve in certain areas. And, uh, you know, with a mind like John Cavanaugh surrounding him at SPG, it's kind of an odd pairing of those two, but, I will say that you probably have a, a very methodical coach and, uh, you know, a, a nice strategist. So I kind of am intrigued at, at Johnny Walker at 7,400. If you want to be safe, Tiago Santos has really, you know, throughout his career shown that he's, he's tough. He can go in there with the best of them, but uh, 
I think that, uh, man, you, you could be looking at Johnny Walker uh, breaking the slate here at 7,400. I, I do think when you're talking about it, as you're developing your lineups for Saturday's UFC car, I think this is one of the fights you have to circle and say, yeah. I, I need to have, you know, you know, if you're a multi-entry lineup player, you got to say, okay, I need to have X amount of Tiago Santos, X amount of Johnny Walker, because I, I think I would be surprised that this fight doesn't end up optimal. Yeah, so for me, like for betting purposes, I wouldn't bet on this fight. There's just so much better opportunity elsewhere. And uh, I think it's going to be whoever possibly is the more aggressive of the two who gets the other in a bad situation. How can they handle with adversity? How will Johnny Walker's cardio handle, uh, you know, hold up? I think there's just so many question marks surrounding both of these guys heading into this match. So for me, it's more of a, uh, you know, a, a DFS play than anything where I will have exposure to both sides. I will be obviously a little bit heavier in the underdog's direction because it allows me some roster flexibility and leaving roster. I mean, leaving salary on the table definitely makes your lineups contrarian. So I'm more, um, I would say pulled in the Johnny Walker direction for, for tournaments. And if you are playing cash, then maybe a Tiago Santos in a five round atmosphere is a, a little safer. I think if you're looking to play a prop bet, Johnny Walker wins round one, a, a four, plus 400 there that, that yeah. I'm seeing at a couple of books there. Um, yeah, I also, I kind of do like the over one and a half rounds minus 120. I think this fight might go a little longer than mm. expected, but I think this fight does hit that that fourth or, or fifth round. To me, that is advanced Tiago Santos. And, you know, the one thing you forget about Tiago Santos is 38 years old. This is not a young guy. This guy's been around, you know, surgical repaired knees on, on both knees in this one. Um, but I, I do think it's a fight that you got to you got preference over there. You know, over a FanDuel twenty and sixteen. I don't really expect either one of these guys to really shoot for takedowns, right. so I, I think that kind of takes it out of there. But uh, you know, overall, I, I think it's a fight that we have to prioritize. A, a fight that I'm going to prioritize also is the co-main event, and, and being Kyle Dawkins and, and Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland, 8,500. Kyle Dawkins, 7,700. And, and really, Pete, this is you know breaking down this fight. It, it simply comes down to is can Kevin Holland show the ability to stop a takedown? We have not seen that happen, and I brought this point up to you earlier today. When you look at that great run that Kevin Holland had in 2020, the best win, Jacare Souza, a 40-year-old Jacare Souza, who's the next best win? Yeah, man. I mean, let, let's also say that, you know, I think that Kevin Holland is a dangerous, dangerous uh, striker for sure. But I think that Souza win was extremely fluky. Knocking somebody out from your back mm -hmm. isn't really a, a common thing uh, outside of Nico Price, you know, doing it. Uh, I will say that, uh, you know, Kevin Holland will probably garner some ownership based on his popularity and how people like to target him through the COVID era. He was one of the most popular fighters out there. And uh, his activity really just um, made him into a star. So uh, I'm okay with getting away from Kevin Holland a little bit this week. I, I think that Kyle Dawkins could be flying under the radar. I think that it's a very, very tricky matchup. And given, I don't know if Kevin Holland has really given himself some time to absorb any wrestling. Like, yeah, he, he probably is training his wrestling, but I'm saying it, it takes time away from competition to uh, to truly understand what's going on. Sit back with coaches and a nice coaching staff to uh, to get you defending takedowns properly. But it's less of the the takedown defense, which is somewhat non-existent. And it's more about the get up ability, the stand up ability of him getting back to his feet. Right. Like you want to see some urgency. You want to see a guy, you know, looking to get an underhook, uh, getting on a hip, looking to, you know, but scoot towards the cage to get his back up against the cage to, to allow that cage to help him to his feet. Uh, you're not really seeing that you're seeing him somewhat just accept the position laying on his back, hitting his opponents with uh, palm strikes, uh, talking to him. Um, so for me, guess what? I, I like Kyle Dawkins in this matchup. I really do. And uh, I think that Kevin Holland's uh, meteoric rise could cloud some people's judgment in this fight. I think Dawkins is a, a, good enough striker to stand with Kevin Holland could even hurt Kevin Holland because I think he's damn good. Um, he's big. He can clinch him against the cage. He uses some nice leg lacing techniques where he'll go in there and he'll reap the leg to take it down, take his opponents down, get top control. And I really think that top control and uh, just pressure is what's going to cause Kevin Holland some fits in this matchup. Uh, he could go out there, make a few adjustments, dance on the outside and, you know, not even really have to engage into the clinch. But I think that Kyle Dawkins is nature. He'll go forward, pin him against the cage. And I think it'll uh, it'll be, uh, you know, somewhat like that through three rounds. And I, I do think Kyle Dawkins is going to pull off the upset. 
I mean, look, I think if you believe that Kevin Holland's wrestling has improved and he can keep this fight on the feet, yeah, I like Kevin Holland in that situation. Right. Let me read you this quote uh, I saw on the UFC News Twitter account where it was an interview with Kevin Holland. Quote, the wrestling had to be worked and the wrestling has been worked on. So now we just get to go back and answer some questions and hopefully stir up some new ones. <clears throat> um, you know, he did spend some time at AKA for a little bit. Um, but, you know, to me, it's... It's, it's such a big question mark that I think when we're talking about fighters we want in our underdog pool, Kyle Dawkins has to be at the top of that list this week, not just because of, you know, what, potentially going out there and getting the win. I, I'm like you. I, th- I like Kyle Dawkins to win this matchup. But the fact yeah. is, is he might score two, three, maybe four takedowns in this matchup. And when we're talking about DraftKings. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, it's a tailor-made DraftKings spot for an underdog. Uh that's what you want. You want to, you want an underdog with wrestling upside and Kyle Dawkins definitely possesses that he has the skills. He's a phenomenal BJJ practitioner as well. I understand Kevin Holland's a good uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, but he doesn't really utilize his skills. He's accepting of the positions. And uh, as far as overall grappling and scrambling and wrestling, Kyle Dawkins probably might school him in all areas of it. As soon as it hits the mat or as soon as it hits the clinch, I'll be very, very surprised if Kevin Holland looks remotely talented in the grappling um you know and, and i don't want like people to think that i'm really just i have Dawkus glasses on or Dawkus blinders on but i'm t- it's an opportunity and yeah. i really think that the the name of kevin holland could end up working in our favor i'm fine with going to the underdog yeah and i think you have to like the fact that him and his brother have been in camp together right, exactly at the same time and i i you know that that's definitely a big advantage here let's move on to another matchup that i think we got a circle in terms of gpps and that is nico price and alex Oliveira. alex Oliveira, 7800 nico price 8400 and man you know you, you think of you know when you think of nico price throughout his time in the ufc wild man is it's about the best way you put him. You know, he talked about, uh, you know, leading up to his last fight that the fact of you know he had to kind of calm that down and 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 be a smart fighter. Alex Oliveira, I mean, look, you, you know, I, I don't think you can have confidence in this guy after five minutes. I mean, if if Cowboy Oliveira is going to get it done to me, it's within the first five minutes. But I really like Nico Price in the spot. Yeah, I have zero confidence in uh, Alex Oliveira. Zero. Uh, Seventy eight hundred. I can see where some people might want to get to him because he has some finishes on, on his record uh, scored 118 against uh, Carlo Pedersoli. Where's Pedersoli at Carlos Condit scored 97. Where's Carlos Condit at uh, 82 against Ryan LaFleur. Okay. Uh, same thing. Tim means at 114. I think that's, that's an issue. Like he has upside. So I don't want like, uh, you know, people to uncheck him. I'm just going to extremely minimize my exposure. And yeah. I really, really like Nico Price at the mid-range. I think that Alex Oliveira, the, the beginning portion of his UFC tenure, he looked good and he looked dangerous. And he looked like a guy that, you know, he goes out there and he's so aggressive. But over the course of his career, once he starts to, you know, get met with some adversity or some difficulty within the matchup, he somewhat folds, man. Like, I, I think that he's a good bully. Like he's a good bully, but as soon as the, the going gets tough, he somewhat checks out. I think Nico Price is going to be a smash play for me this week. I like really, really like Nico Price. Um, 8,400. I understand if you look at his recent fights, a loss, a draw, a loss. Um, in, in a loss, 43. Draw, 64. In a loss, 62. The guy's a monster. And that's against, yeah. you know, the Donald Cerrone one could somewhat cloud people's judgment and saying, wow, he couldn't get rid of Donald Cerrone and it went a draw. Now I'm going Cowboy's direction, uh, Cowboy Oliveira's direction. I think Nico Price is better everywhere. I really do. I think that he can knock him out. Um, he's aggressive. He hits damn hard. He has a sneaky submission arsenal. I think he's going to break Cowboy Oliveira in an 8,400. He, I might be super overexposed to him, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, he he's a guy that I'm going to want a, a lot of. And and for Cowboy Alvaro, I mean, if he doesn't get this one, his days in the UFC potentially could be over. We'll see if that does happen there. Of course, uh, you are watching the awesome MMA strategy shows. We get you ready for UFC Vegas number 38. Of course, we want to get access to all the great premium tools and data we have over at awesome.com. You got to sign up for an also plus weekly pass for $29.95. Gives you access to everything we have over at awesome.com. And if you're a new user of also plus Platinum, 
then you got to take advantage of a promo we got going on during this show. You use the promo code MMA Strategy Show, all caps, one word, MMA Strategy Show for 25% off your first week of also plus platinum. And if you just want, and also a plus a weekly pass, you can get that as low as $2.95 weekly. weekly. Stop guessing, start winning. Join Awesome Plus today as I was uh, looking at our ownership projections a little earlier. And uh, yeah, there is some. Um, Interesting ownership projection I saw out there, and the one that immediately jumped out to me was the next matchup we're going to talk about. Christoph Jocko and Misha Serkinov. Serkinov dropping down to 185. Uh, he is one of two fighters in this card that I want to see what they look like on the scale. Um, the other is going to be Aspen Lad. We'll talk about her here in a moment here. But, you know, you, you look at Misha Serkinov, and this is a guy that um, he's a GPP fighter. You know, you know, and, and he's kind of a boom bust fighter as well, Pete. Yeah, I have to say that this matchup is completely dependent on how the, the weigh-ins go. So um, we can lay it out, but I'm going to have to revisit this. And, uh, you know, on Saturday for Live Before Lock, we'll probably have a better read on it. But in my opinion, you have Misha Serkinov, who's coming from a higher weight class. Uh, where he has questionable gas tank and already a uh, susceptibility to get cracked, wobbled, and knocked out. And now he's dropping a weight class. So let me tell you what that weight cut's going to do. It's not going to make your chin any better, and it damn sure is not going to make your cardio any better. So the points that you brought up before to the show with me are absolutely valid, and that's why I am extremely concerned about him. But I do think that for about seven, seven and a half minutes, he can be one of the most dangerous grapplers out there. His ground game and his pressure is second to none. And Jotko, you know, he's underwhelming at times. And he's somewhat of a generalist where he's like, he's pretty decent everywhere. Um, I think that the, aggress the aggression of Misha Serkinov and the possibility of him being stronger is why I will have a split in this matchup. Like I will have exposure to both sides and I'll be okay with, you know, half of my lineups or some of my lineups tanking because the loser of this match is probably not going to have a lot of, uh, a lot of points. Um, Serkinov is a round one GPP target. Absolutely. Um, if he comes down here and he has a good weight cut, he could possibly dominate in the grappling exchanges. And for about seven, eight minutes work towards a finish because Jotko has been finished in the past via submissions and TKO. Um, but if that doesn't happen, live betting, all day long and a, a Jocko coming from behind with, with an exhausted Misha Serkinov is completely in the realm of possibility. So I, I will be split on this matchup. I will be leaning towards the bigger Misha Serkinov as it stands right now, but I have to see the weigh-ins. Yeah, it, to me, it's about can Serkinov get this fight to the ground. That That's right. to me where it comes down. I do like the prop bet of under one and a half rounds at, at plus 120. Uh, I like that same number for the under one and a half on Olivero and Nico Price. But it, it's one of those fights as we sit here on a Thursday afternoon. We got to wait till tomorrow to see what Misha Serkinov looks on that way. I mean, we, we've seen fighters go up in weight from middleweight to 205 and, and have career resurgences. Tiago Santos being one of them, right. Anthony Smith, another one. But typically, Pete, when we see guys go from 205 to 185, the results aren't very good. Well, it's it's a it's a gap of 20 pounds, right? Like, uh, yeah. you know, it's not like you're just going from, you know, lightweight to featherweight. You know, it's a 10 pounds. You're talking about a significant drop where, uh, you know, it's a completely different lifestyle change. He's probably going to look drained. He's probably going to look terrible. If he looks amazing then this could have been like a long time coming of him possibly like kind of like thinking about this, but man, I, I don't think so. I think that, you know, he just fought in March against Ryan span uh, did not do well in that matchup. Um, so what are we six months in six months? He's dropping 20, 20 extra, like 20 pounds. It's not bad, but we're talking about being able to compete at a weight class 20 pounds lighter so I, I definitely am hesitant with this matchup but i recommend you know splitting exposure uh, because this totally seems like a gpp fight yeah it's a, a gpp i do like jocko 
in this fight. That's going to be my pick. We'll, we'll give all of our straight up fight picks uh, towards the end of the show. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I do think that it's a fight that we do have to uh, be looking at here. But uh, of course, this show is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. We do want to talk a little bit about Monkey Knife Fight right here. Of course, uh, Monkey Knife Fight has an instant first match deposit of up to $100. We use that promo code AWESOMO when you sign up. If you've not tried Monkey Knife Fight out, you got to check them out. Uh, you know, looking at the main event, co main event here. Tiago Santos, 63 and a half strikes landed. Johnny Walker, 48 and a half. I mean, look, if you think Johnny Walker's going to go out there and win within the first two rounds, this is a double less situation for me. Yeah. Um, it, now, if you think this fight's going to last more than two rounds, that's when I think you start looking at that, the double more here. Yeah, agreed. You laid it out perfectly. I, I, it all comes down to, you know, how you think the fight's going to go. And uh, I, I would agree with that analysis you know completely uh then the co-main went kevin holland and Dawkins. Dawkins 78 and a half kevin holland 92 and a half um you know i mean look i i think for kevin holland to reach that number this thing has to go 15 minutes now kyle dock is 78 and a half i think is kind of an interesting number pete because you know his method to winning this fight is taking this fight to the ground, potentially landing a lot of strikes. And I mean, look, and, and the frustrating thing with Kevin Holland is sometimes he might talk a little bit more on the ground than he is of actually throwing punches. That's what I'm saying. And he might not have a chance to throw 90 something punches. Uh, he'll probably hit him with, you know, 90 palm strikes and, and bad words, but I, I don't know about that. I'd probably hit less on, on Kevin Holland and, uh, Actually, I think I might hit double less because I think Kyle Dawkins is going to have a very gra- grappling heavy approach, uh, looking to choke out the Kevin Holland uh, and uh, get him out of there quickly. Of course, uh, if you've not signed up for Monkey Knife Fight, uh, go sign up here today. Instant first match pause of up to $100 when you use that promo code AWESOMO there when you sign up there over at Monkey Knife Fight. Let's move on to a female matchup. we got Aspen Lad taking on Macy Chiazon. They were supposed to fight a couple of months ago. Fight ends up getting scratched. Uh, Macy Chiazon, 7,300. Aspen Lad, 8,900. I mentioned Aspen Lad's one of the two fighters on this card that I want to see what she looks like on the scale. Look, mm-hmm. Aspen Lad should win this fight. She should be able to take Macy Chase on down when she wants to take Macy Chase on down. But, I mean, look, you know, long layoff after uh, the knee surgery. You know, fight was uh, supposed to have a couple months ago. Macy uh, ends up not making it into fight night. You know, I-, I like Aspen Lad in this spot, but there are some concerns we sit here on a Thursday, mainly what does she look like on the scale? Because if you think about prior to her uh, Jermaine Durandamy fight, she looked absolutely awful on the scale. And then uh, it went really bad for her on fight night. Yeah, you definitely have to put a star on this matchup and uh, and await the weigh-ins. Uh, you know, Aspen Lad will have a five-inch height disadvantage and a six-inch reach disadvantage. Now, um, Macy Chayeson, if she has the correct game plan, could stay on the outside and dance around. Aspen Lad possibly defends some overextended takedowns. Like, that would be the thing is try to get her a little bit overextended where she's reaching and not really pinning her against the cage. That That's probably a very tough strategy to follow throughout because Aspen lads a bull and she will close the gap and pin uh, Macy against the cage or just get into the clinch. As long as she can get into the clinch, I like her, her chances of, you know, performing well against Macy. It's just kind of in that halfway range where she could struggle, uh, especially if Macy really sticks to straight punches and staying long. So I will go with Aspen lad in the matchup. Uh, I think that her volume and aggression, uh, aggression, it's not a matter of um, can Macy defend the takedowns. It's can Aspen Ladd get inside the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really what's ha- has me slightly paused in this matchup. But I, I do think that Aspen Ladd could take her down, work towards a finish via ground and pound, um, you know, heavy, heavy strikes from a, from top position, 5.22 per minute. That's pretty high. Um, but her takedowns and her pressure is what's really going to break Macy Chase on in this matchup. As far as underdogs, I really don't have much interest in Macy, if we're being honest, because I do think that even in a come from behind victory or something like that, I don't know if she can really perform all that well and score the best. I think that, you know, best case scenario, she could score in the 70s at 7,300. So I I like Aspen Ladd or move on to a different matchup. Because of the takedown potential, Aspen Ladd is someone that I have got circled as as a high end option to look at because just the, you know, the ability just to take the fight to the ground, 
mm. land those ground strikes. She's obviously a fighter that benefits a ton from this DraftKings scoring system with that control time, total strikes land. I think that's something to pay attention to. By the way, we have 13 fights on Saturday as we sit here on Thursday. I'm just going to put this out here early in the show. I want people in the chat. Where are we setting the over-under number on amount of finishes? I saw someone earlier say they think this is a car that's going to have a lot of finishes. So I want to hear what our listeners think on what that number should be because as you were talking, I was just kind of putting down some check marks of fights I think got good chance. Yeah. And Peter, I got a lot of check marks. I'm telling you, I think it's going to be underdogs. And I think it's going to be a quick night. I think it's going to be in out, um, and uh, it's going to be an exciting card for sure. I think it will deliver. Um, last week's card was phenomenal, but you know, for a free card, I think this card will absolutely deliver. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of these cards that I think you look at, I mean, I think there's some fights you go, okay, that's got a good probability of going 15 minutes, but then there's fights you look at on this card and you say, man, I'd be like, if you tell me Cowboy Oliver or Nico price goes 15 minutes, I'd be relatively surprised. Yeah. I, I can't see Cowboy Oliveira. You know, you'll have to drag him out of there. He's not lasting 15 minutes. Like you tell me, Serkinov Jocko goes 15 minutes. I'd be really shocked. Serkinov, no way he survives 15 minutes with the the massive weight cut and just his overall game. No, I I, I think that's going to be a quick finish as well. And, and there's a couple other fights as we go throughout this card. Yeah, that I'm going to sit there and say, eh, I think this is a fight that's going to be a finish. There's a good amount on this card. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's honestly like an exciting card. Um, and that's why I'm predicting it's going to be a very very weird optimal lineup and i think leaving salary on the table like a for a week like this makes a ton of sense whereas last week we had high-end options we liked a lot of them um and a lot of them came through so i, I think a week like this is going to be a little different i mean look and, and straight up i have not even put together lineups yet yeah same you know i, I, I i've looked at the salaries and and I would tell you, you know, looking at the ownership we have over awesome.com, I started, there are some fighters I looked at and primarily fighters that underneath 25% ownership, as we sit here on a Thursday, I'm like, okay, if that kind of sticks man, that's a fighter, I got to target. And, and, and we talk about this every week, Pete, of you got to find it between that 89 and like 86, 8,700 fighters and go, who is people not going to get behind? And then I need to get behind, get leverage on the field. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, we were on the other side of the fight, but you know, we looked at Impa and we're like, man, you know, there, there's some ownership leverage there. Now, obviously we, we, we were on the right side of calling Carlson Harrison that one, but that's something as you're developing your lives, you got to put that into consideration. Yeah. You have to weigh leverage versus your gut calls as well. Like uh, we like Carlson Harris, but we saw that the number on Impa, was just too low. So like I went over to my lineups and I boosted my exposure levels just a little bit, even though I still like Carlson Harris, just because like say yeah. 8% of the field's getting to him. That's so low. I probably want double that. I probably want 16%. You know what I mean? Like in me creating double the amount of the field lineups, just obviously increases the likelihood of me coming through with some profit. Um, especially when, when you know that you have some on the other side. So, uh, you know, up next, Jason, it's a fighter. I don't think we have a lot of trust in. It, look, it's a weird matchup to me because you have Mike Breen stepping up here on short nose. They're both rep by the same manager. They are essentially training at um, a family of, of, of sister gyms, essentially, I guess the way you'd put it. You got Alexander Hernandez training there at Factory X. You got Mike Breen training at Glory under, under James Krause. Those two gyms work with each other. So it's a weird matchup, but like, I sit there and say Alex Arena should win this fight, but do I trust him in the spot? No, I don't think you can just based on, on performances we've seen on him over, over his past couple of trips. And also the concern I have with Alexander Hernandez is if he doesn't get Mike Breen out in the first 10 minutes, is the gas tank going to be there? Yeah. I think at this point, like we really can't have Hernandez in our trust list. Um, he has not shown to have any consistency throughout his UFC career. Uh, he is facing a debuting fighter and you're talking about a guy with, uh, you know, seven UFC fights where he's fought true Dober, Tiago Moises, Chris Grootsmacher, Cowboy, Trinaldo, uh, Olivia Aubin, Mercier, and Vanille Darius. So like, that's like the strength of schedule is there. Absolutely. The skills are there. Putting it all together is just somewhat absent at times. And I think, uh, you know, in a matchup like this, he should absolutely smash and post a great score. 
if he's what we all were hoping for. And that's the thing with him, right? Like uh, if he goes in there a little methodical and, and, and tries to play it safe, I think you're going to have an underwhelming score for a 9,400 fighter. Um, I don't really see him going out there and replicating an early knockout like he has in the past where he did the same thing that Benil Dariush and then Chris Gertzmacher scoring 128 and 111. It's definitely possible. But I feel like, uh, you know, when you lose four of your last five, uh, I'm sorry, th- three of your last five, um, and in one of your wins over Trinaldo, you scored 40 points. You know what I mean? Like he's somewhat turning into a safe fighter. And I think it's because he has cardio questions about himself. Like he knows that he's a two round guy. I bro, think, think that, about that. Uh, bro, think about that. 40 yeah. points. You get 30 for the decision, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why, cause I, I'm on our fantasy cruncher tool right now. And I see four reds and one green. And then I'm like, I didn't know he was really like struggling that bad. But it's because he didn't, he was priced 8,900 and scored 40.8. So he did not meet the salary as far as, you know, uh, you know, fantasy score. So, uh, I, I mean, I'll count that as a loss. We, we got fighters in losses that outperform that. And at 9,400, I'm okay with getting away from them. I'll have them in some lineups. I'm just going to be either level with the field or slightly under and uh, spend my salary elsewhere. Yeah, I'll be under the field on that one. I will say this, if the fight does get to the third round, live uh betting potential there with yeah. mike breeden we've seen him uh in the past on the regional scene where he is able to pull off these third round victories so something to pay attention to there but man yeah the price tag at 9400 over on DraftKings, 23 dollars over on on FanDuel, just because of the history it, it's just it's tough to have that much faith like i'll sit there and say I have a million times more faith in Carol Hosa at, at 9,300. Douglas Silva de Andrade at 9,000. You, you know, you know, Casey O'Neill, we'll talk about it in a second, 9,000. I'd rather go to those options than I would Alexander Hernandez just because of what we've seen recently. So for me, right, like it's not a matter of him getting the victory. I think he's going to get the victory. I, I like, I, I don't really think Mike Breeden's going to come into the UFC and upset Alexander Hernandez. It's just, will he pay off that 9,400 price tag where other fighters, I, I need fighters to get me a hundred points. If oh, yeah. you're not getting me a hundred points, then, you know, I, I'll probably look elsewhere. I think, um, you know, based on his style and his success lately or lack of success, I should say, I think, you know, I think he could disappoint at 9,400. If he was in the 8K range, absolutely. But obviously it's because he's such a heavy favorite. He's not going to be there. He's at 9,400. And we have to uh, pick and choose. So he's going to win the matchup. I'm just going to make sure I'm not too overexposed. Yeah, I mean, and especially, and we talked about this just a moment ago, a fight card that you think has a lot of finishes potentially on it. If you're going to play a 9,400 Alexander Hernandez, he better get you 100 plus points. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. No, 100%. Yeah, because it, it's a waste, right? It's a waste. You wasted all your salary. You yeah. didn't get anything in return. Uh, whereas you'll have 7K fighters that will get you 100 points. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, how many times we've all been there? We, we spent up for a 9,000 fighter, and they only get you like 90, 93 points, and you're like, damn it. Yeah, exactly. we, We've all been there. We've all been there. It's like some. It's like something within ourselves that feel like the lineup is better. If you spend all your salary, you think that you think, you know, what's going on has any indication of the salary you have remaining and what, what, you know, you could leave 3000 on out there. And if it's a wild week, it's going to hit, it's going to smash. You're going to be contrarian. But uh, if you spend all your salary, you're going to end up 
creating a lineup that everybody has. Yeah, it just kind of made me think I was going to just looking back at uh, last week's optimal in the big uh, lineup there on on DraftKings. So it was I had it. 740 points. Yeah. So it was Volkanovsky, uh, Maximov, Jessica Andrade, Davishvili, JSP, and Jalen Turner. Mm-hmm. By the way, do you, you read the story about Jalen Turner? Uh, which one? His, uh, how he had to sell his tarantulas to make yeah. ends meet. Yeah, man. I tell you, the life of a fighter, it's, it's, it's not, it's not the best. <laughs> it's not. I mean, when, when you're in the UFC, you'd like to imagine that these guys are stable and have some endorsements or have enough money put aside. But you're also talking yeah. about guys that are having families and having to sell things and uh, <laughs> especially injuries. I'd say that's the craziest thing is that when you're injured, you're not giving, you're not receiving any money. You don't receive money until you go out there and perform. No, you see, you're missing the whole point of the story. What's up? Where do you sell tarantulas at? He said, I, I listened to, it. he said Craigslist. He goes to some, to some exotic pet stores. Sometimes he goes to some like exotic pet meats. Yeah. They, yeah. There's stuff like that. I mean, especially around like, your area. I, do people go to the Facebook marketplace? <laughs> yeah. He, he did say that as well. Yeah, of course. By the way, speaking of, you know, being down here in Florida, did you see what Florida man did this week? Yes, I did with the with the gator in, in the trash. Yes. Yeah. Got a damn death wish. Yeah. No. Well, you're gonna let that thing just roam around your house and just like run inside. No, yeah, I'm running in my house. I'm <laughs> calling animal control. Oh, hey, I on. got a gator in my driveway. That Can wasn't even it? that big. It was, I mean, it's it's scary nonetheless, but it ain't even that big. I can't, I can just, I could see it now. Jason, like throwing his groceries in the air, oh, turning around, jetting towards the door. Like I can totally see it. If, that Your mind would be much <laughs> different. If you live down here in Florida, your <laughs> mind would be much different. No, see, we're not talking about a, like, it's a gator, bro. Like that one ain't that big. Bro. First off, your whole defense is a garbage can. I liked the. I, I thought it was good. It was a nice little trap that he created. He did it perfectly. No, uh, first off, the video needs to be much longer because yeah. I need to see what happened once the thing got in the trash can. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> clearly, you're, you're just not going to leave the trash can there. Okay, you got to hold that thing down. Yeah, you Tell tie you. it or something. I don't know. There were some drinks involved there. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, if some drinks were involved, you would have heard Florida man lose his arm trying to capture a, a gator. No, that, that, is, that is uh very true. Uh, let's get back to the fights here. Another fight that I think we got to really be looking at in terms of GPPs, Joe Selecki and Jared Gordon, 8,300 for Joe Selecki, 7,900 for Jared Gordon. I mean, look, you know, if you're Jared Gordon, you don't want to play jujitsu here. You want to keep this fight on the feet. If, if Joe Selecki, you're trying to make this a jujitsu match. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this is probably one of the hardest fights to break down uh, because I think it's a very even matchup. I think Joe Selecki presents a lot of problems for a lot of fighters within the division because he's so dominant when it hits the mat. It's just a matter of getting it to the mat. Uh, you saw in Jim Miller, which was some, that, that fight was a little disappointing, right? Like I thought he'd go out there and mop the floor at Jim Miller uh, after the first round. It wasn't really that. I mean, um, you know, his previous fights over Austin Hubbard, he looked like an animal. Uh, Matt Wyman, yeah, it's Matt Wyman, but he still looked, you know, very, very dominant. Um, now you're going up against Jared Gordon, who, uh, has fought definitely the better competition and uh, has a wrestling background to somewhat stifle your takedowns, keep it on the feet and has the better striking of the two, probably the better gas tank, the better volume. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say the better overall game, but Jared Gordon has shown a susceptibility to get uh, hurt significantly. Um, We think about the Diego Fajaya, Joaquin Silva, Charles Oliveira. I mean, those are all top-notch fighters, but he, he was finished by all of those guys. So if, uh, you know, if you have Joe Selecki working on his striking, possibly trying to sit down on his punches or get him into a position where he can lay heavy ground and pound, you're talking about a guy who, who could end up uh, pulling off a finish. Um, but for me, guess what? You know, Jared Gordon was my roommate down, you know, in New Mexico, and I, I like his game. I'm going to favor Jared Gordon in the matchup slightly. I don't know if it's a, a DFS smash play, as far as, you know, I think there's question marks on both sides. I think that their skills can somewhat negate each other. 
I think this could end up being a very close contest where, you know, it goes into the third and it's competitive and turns into scramble fest. And uh, I'm leaning Jared Gordon's direction, but I'm okay with getting a little away from this fight. Like, I feel like everybody views this as a GPP fight. And I don't know if it's going to be that because I think that their skills are so, so competitive and so close. One of the things I like about Jared Gordon potentially is volume in, in this one. Um, you know, you mentioned this to me earlier. Obviously, you're going to favor the gym here yes. for Jared Gordon as opposed to uh, Joe Slucky. Joe Slucky uh, trading out a, a six jitsu there in North Carolina, where on the other side, you got Jared Gordon there at Sanford MMA. Um, you know, I, I do like the under two and a half round prop here, which is uh, plus 150. And that's one of the props I did uh, kind of find that, that really stuck out to me. But, you know, it's. It just depends on how this thing plays out. If this thing plays out on the feet. I really love Jared Gordon in this matchup. But if this thing gets to the ground, I do like Joe Selecki, even though there's been times where you see Joe Selecki kind of go to the ground, give up some positions that, that really do scare you a little bit. Uh, I do want to mention uh, a couple of questions here. Uh, Jared asking about uh, if we have another show other than Saturday uh, this week. Uh, uh, once again, because of my travel schedule, Pete will be uh, with Greg for Live Before Lock there. What's a uh, new niche time on Saturday? Yeah, yeah, we're on at noon. And yeah, Jared, we're here every week, two times a week. Uh, you know, Thursdays at four, we break down the fights initially, and then we do a live before lock on Saturdays. So yeah, we're, we're always kind of, you know, having two shows each week, as long as, uh, you know, Jason's busy NFL schedule allows it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for you to be able to do a live before lock again. Look, rumor has it, there may be a in person Jason and Pete, uh, Public appearance uh, this weekend as I make my way up to New England. Apparently, there's a big game this weekend. Yeah, right. I don't know if you've heard. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, right. It's a it's a massive game. Everybody's talking about it, but uh, it's not. They're not looking forward to the Patriots' performance. I'll tell you that they're looking forward to seeing Brady again. Um, But yeah, you guys are going to absolutely smash on Sunday night. It's not even going to be competitive at all. I will tell you, after the uh, game on Sunday in L.A., me and my crew, we were out having dinner before getting our flight back to Tampa. Yeah. And so we had the same. I came on, and the promo comes on. I still go, boys, go, boys, the promotion has started. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. Like, you know, all New England's buzzing right now. Um, but they're buzzing because of Brady and not because of the Pats. Interesting. No one's really talking about this. They're a turn of Gronk, too. Yeah, you know, everybody loves Gronk, right? Like, everybody loves Gronk. Yeah. Everybody in Everyone New wants a party with Gronk. Let's 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 be real about it. Yeah, everyone wants a party with Gronk for sure. For sure. Like, who in MMA would you say everyone would want to party with? Probably Cowboy. Oh, that's a good one. Probably Cowboy. Cowboy, yeah, he's, yeah, that's he's, a good one. He's fun to party with. He's fun to just chill with. You know, what I think would be fun to party with who? Because you know he'd be talking mad ass. Who? Bisping. Ah, uh, yes, I heard Bisping. Bisping actually came to my work a couple years ago. And, uh, yeah, they were saying that he was definitely throwing him back and that he's a, a wild one. By the way, did I see uh, gambling's down in Connecticut? Yeah, so uh, sports betting today, they, they legalized it. And uh, in person at Mohegan and Foxwoods, which are the two biggest casinos in Connecticut, they're doing in person right now. So uh, FanDuel's at Mohegan and Foxwoods has DraftKings. So I wish those were switched because I, I prefer Mohegan Sun better. Um but uh, the the app is coming out next week, so uh, yeah. So we know what you're doing. Oh, of course. yeah. Exactly. You already know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I told everybody, I said, I can't wait to be rich. <laughs> Man, Marcos goes to worst to party with me, Aljamain Sterling. Why do people hate Aljo so much? Is it because of the way he won the title? Is that what it is? I, I mean, he knows that he didn't win, and he admits it. Uh, the guy got injured, man. Uh, I don't know that. I'll tell you what, there's a lot more people to hate, like a Henry Cejudo, the cringe king. I, I hate, I can't stand Henry. I understand that he's phenomenal, but there are plenty of other fighters to dislike besides Al- Aljamain Sterling. By the way, speaking of football, you got to check out our new YouTube channels for fantasy football and sports betting. Got you covered all week long, get you ready for this week's action in the NFL, whether you're looking for a little sports betting side of it, you're looking for a little fantasy football, who you need to start, who you need to sit. So be sure to check out those two new YouTube channels that we do have there. Let's move on to the next matchup. Uh, We have got the Antina Shevchenko taking on Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill, 9,000. Shevchenko, 7,200 and Pete, this is very simple. If you're Shevchenko, you got to keep this fight on the feet. As I've always said, she's not her sister. She's not her sister. She's not her sister. Casey O'Neill should be able to get this one to the mat. But 
is Shevchenko can keep this fight on the feet. She's an interesting underdog play. For sure. And uh, I think that her last name will always garner ownership. And you wonder why this matchup was even created because Shevchenko has struggled with dominant grapplers and good wrestlers. And now you're pinning her against Casey O'Neill, who has looked like a legitimate problem when it hits the mat. Like she looks ferocious. Um, obviously, she can burn herself out and possibly get finished late as any fighter can if they run out of gas. Um, if especially if they thrown everything at their opponent and there's, you know, their opponent just doesn't stop coming forward. But for me, I want to get behind Shevchenko, but I can't. And I, I'm trying to understand why the UFC would do this. And I feel like they're trying to build uh, Casey O'Neill off the name of Shevchenko. Like, oh, she beat Shevchenko's yeah. sister. And people don't understand that there's a large gap between Antonina and Valentina. Um, this is this is a fight where I think that Casey O'Neill can break the slate at 9,000. I'm actually surprised she's not a larger favorite. It is women's MMA. Um, I don't believe that the... Uh, the risk of armbar from guard is anywhere in this matchup from Antonina. I, I don't think that she really has a, a good ground game at all in her losses. You've seen her get absolutely exploited. So uh, she's going to need to keep it on the feet and she doesn't have the best finishing ability. So coming from behind, we've already lost two rounds. I think it's going to be two rounds in the bank for Casey O'Neill and possibly en route to getting a finish. So Casey O'Neill, uh, I think that she's going to break the slate at 9,000. She'll be this week's Marab Dalashvili. Yeah, it's it's someone I'm gonna have a lot of Casey O'Neill here this week. Uh, another female match that we got on this card is Betchka Haya taking on Carol Hosa. Carol Hosa, 9,300. Betchka Haya, 6,900. The retirement fight for Betchka Haya. Um, I mean, look, I, in terms of the fires, I feel the most confident in winning this week. Carol Hosa is right there at the top of the list. I was looking at some prop bets. It, when I looked, I saw that Carol Hosa via TKO KO plus 500. That one stuck out there to me, but uh, I mean, this is Carol Hosa's fight to lose. See you, Betch. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. It, I, I don't think that Betch Cahaya is all, I don't think she's really good. I don't really know if she ever was. Um, I've liked what I've seen from Carol Hosa. Honestly, I think that she has good volume. She's thrown in an insane clip in her debut fight against Laura Procopio, who both of these fighters are actually very, very talented. She threw 351 strikes. In her next fight against Vanessa Mello, she threw 228. Um, and then against her fight against Jocelyn Edwards, she threw 84. So, I mean, the volume's there. Um, she has takedowns to land uh, at her disposal, but I don't think that she's going to want to do that against Betch Cahaya. I think she's better off just kind of outpointing Betch Cahaya from the outside, hitting her with a, a two-to-one uh, type of output and volume. Um, could possibly get her out of there. I, th- I think that she's a much better... A parlay piece and a betting mm-hmm, from a yeah. betting standpoint rather than a DraftKings or DFS play. Uh, just because you don't know if the finishing ability is going to be there uh, in her three fights, though, right? With all that being said, she scored uh, takedowns in uh, two of her three fights um, one, two takedowns against Vanessa Mello, two out of four, four takedowns against Jocelyn Edwards, four out of six. So in her wins, 108, 109, 111. She's looked like a DraftKings uh, darling, and I think it will continue um, from a winning standpoint. It's just, I mean, I, I de- definitely want to get to Carol Hosa more than I want to get to Alexander Hernandez. It's and just Hosa, I still think, I don't know if she'll pay off the price. And Hosa has the highest total strikes number landed over monkey knife fight. She's 129 and a half. Damn. Landed? Yeah. Well, the only fight that she would have done that is uh, Laura Procopio. She landed 171, so you know the volume's there. She can do it. She landed 120 against Vanessa Mello. I think takedowns will be hard to come by against Betch Cahaya. So, um, you know what? I'll I'll say more. I think that Betch Cahaya is going to get lit up like a Christmas tree, and I think that she's going to be a punching bag at times for Carol Hosa, who is definitely a rising star within the division. Yeah, it's I, I, you know, she is a cash play definitely for me in, in terms of this one. Next up, we got Devontae Smith and Jay Malarkey. Devontae Smith, 8,700. Jay Malarkey, 7,500. Uh, Devontae Smith, I mean, look, we, we've seen the good and the bad in, in the UFC. This is a guy that he can end this night really quickly in the first round. That's why I think you got to look at um, from the betting prop bet, look at Devontae Smith to, to win via first round. By the way, some people have uh, online have a mistake to me told me about this. As Devonta Smith, the Eagles wide receiver. <laughs> yes. 
I mean, that's a, that's not a bad person to be mistaken for. Uh, I will say that this matchup, right, is interesting. Uh, Devontae Smith definitely possesses some phenomenal boxing, has some phenomenal knockout ability. He saw it against Julian Rosa. He saw it against Justin Janes. He was, you know, unpredictably knocked out against Kama Worthy, which in a fight where, you know, probably that result probably shouldn't have happened, but it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was somewhat fluky. Uh, Devontae Smith, I think, is a an excellent fighter. 8,700. Guess what? This is my sneaky fight to target because I think, uh, you know, Malarkey is talented and Malarkey mm-hmm. possesses knockout ability. But the one thing that's that could be an X factor here is his aggressive takedown nature. If you look at it, right? And I'm over on our uh, fantasy cruncher tool on awesome.com looking at all these stats and, and kind of seeing salaries and all this different stuff. So definitely recommend you guys going over there and checking it out. Um, he defended two takedowns against Justin James and against Kama Worthy, zero takedowns defended, zero takedowns defended against Julian Rosa. Never really had a shot or, or you know, a chance to defend takedowns. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But my point by bringing that up is Jamie Malarkey in his debut fight against Brad Riddell was 3 of 15 for takedowns. In his mm-hmm. second fight against Farazim was 5 of 11. So if Devontae Smith does not have his wrestling shoes on and cannot defend takedowns, you're talking about an underdog who could smash his salary at 7,500. Be very careful here. Be very careful this matchup. I'm going to smash both sides. Or vice versa on the FanDuel side of the equation. Correct. Devontae Smith could be a great play at $18. Correct. And that's why these, these, little, these little stats are sneaky. You have to prioritize who's going to be defending takedowns. So I like what you're saying, and I like where your head's at. Next up, we've got Douglas Silva de Andras, 9,200, taking on Gastano Perella, 7,000. Can you make a case for the underdog here? Not really. I mean, he's powerful, right? He's powerful, but uh, he's a, a boomer bust type of fighter. He's been finished by lesser fighters than Douglas Silva de Andras. Uh, he's been, you know, finished via strikes, via submissions, uh, kind of goes out there, doesn't seem to have the best gas tank. I think that despite the age discrepancy, Douglas Silva de Andrade, 36, not really that old, especially as I'm getting older, I'm realizing, hey, 36 ain't that old. Uh, you know, uh, I, no, bro. <laughs> 36 is young, bro. I know, but I'm saying like as an athlete, right? Like it's it's not bad. Uh, you know, Wait, like, what are you saying? You're not going to be fighting age, age 44? No, I mean, I think like 40, now you start, you know, 38, 39, 40, you start really like kind of seeing the end. Um, but yeah, it's Douglas Silva de Andrade for me. I just don't know at 9,200, does he pay off? Because in a lot of his wins, he's, he's gotten, you know, victories via decision. Um, and one of his, uh, wins via finish, he scored 89 points against Henry Briones. I like, I like Douglas Silva de Andrade. I'm going to have exposure to him. I'm just going to temper expectations. Next up, we've got Stephanie Yeager taking on Shana Young. Uh, DraftKings just released the salaries on this one. And as expected, we do. This was going to be the 8,200, 8,000 fight. Oh, they uh, did. Shana Young is the 8,000 fighter in this one. Oh, they did. They did release it. Um, Shana Young is the 8,000 fighter, you said? Yes. This matchup's ugly. Oh, my God. This matchup is so bad but we're going to have to have exposure to it because it's so low level in my opinion that it's going to make its way into the optimal lineup. Um, oh man, what do we do in this matchup, Jason? Um, well, let me take a look. Stephanie Eggers striking is booty, but her grappling is what could be her saving grace in this matchup. If she can, you know, get into the clinch and use that excellent judo, get the top position. I'm sure her striking is better than it used to be, but I still don't think it's good. Shana Young, I mean, she's she's lost a, a chase on Alpar. I'm going to side with Stephanie Edgar as of this moment. Um, I definitely want to see how they look on the scales. And this will probably be more of a Saturday question for me since we just got the salaries. Uh, but a- anytime we have a grappler in a suspect matchup, I'm always somewhat intrigued. Low level. Everybody so low right level. Here. So low level. You got to be careful with this matchup. But if you're playing in, in safer contests or a single entry, I'd probably stay away from it. 
I'd rather just target other fighters that you have a read on. That's why it can be a struggle betting on Dana West contender series. You know, a lot of these guys, you just, you just don't know when they get to that spotlight. Bro. I, I mean, I've uh, this past one and the other week, like I, I've had some good calls and then like a heavy favor goes in there and just lays an egg and ends up getting cracked or upset. And it's like, man, you know, it, it's, it's different. You know, you're talking about the, the pressure of that situation seems to be like a pressure cooker. And uh, you know, you have to be careful. I don't, I don't suggest doing so, so many parlays on Dana White's contender series going like fight for fight is probably what I'd recommend. Yeah. I was just trying to play unders and uh, I'm like, these guys got to start throwing. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Those contender series can be a little bit tough there. Our opening uh, matchup of the night is Alejandro Perez and Johnny Eduardo 9,100 for Perez. 7,100 for Johnny Eduardo. Eduardo, I mean, really the thought is just lack of activity um, in terms of getting in there. Uh, Alejandro Perez, obviously a huge favorite in this one. It's crazy to me that you have a huge favorite for a guy that hasn't been around in a while against another guy who hasn't been around in a while. Like Vegas knows anything about what the hell's going on. No, it's a guess that everything will remain the same. And the fighter that Alejandro Perez used to be will be the same going forward. Um, this is a fight that I don't really view as a priority. If we're being honest, I feel like, you know, with the question marks surrounding the situation, they could nullify each other on the feet. Johnny Eduardo is a very, very dangerous striker at times. Alejandro Perez looked excellent in his early UFC tenure and, uh, you know, ultimate fighter experience. I think he's probably the more well-rounded of the two. Eduardo and his losses has been finished. Alejandro Perez. Yeah. He got knocked out terribly bad against Song Yudong, but, uh, Outside of that, I thought that he was a you know pretty stable fighter. He looked okay in moments. Offside with Alejandro Perez, but it's it's slight, man. There's so many unknowns and too many unknowns for anybody outside of these guys being a part of their training camps to really have a good read on this. I would say this: I think the two fighters you got to look at on this card as leverage plays, Alejandro Perez and Christoph Jocko. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see, I can see that, and uh, you know. <clears throat> If Alejandro, if I was Alejandro Perez, I'd be chomping at the bit to get back in there and erase people's memory of me getting knocked out. Um, <clears throat> in your return fight, you probably want to have a better, make a better account of yourself. So I'm expecting both of these guys to come what come in a little bit better than they used to be. Uh, I I will favor Alejandro Perez though because of the age of Jenny, Johnny Eduardo at 41. Yeah, I, I like Alejandro Perez. Let's uh let's get into our straight up fight picks. So these are not DFS related, just straight up fight picks. Uh, main event, I will go Tiago Santos. Oh my god, straight up picks. All right, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna pick Johnny Walker just to be fun. Give me the underdog and Kyle Dawkins in the co-main event. Yeah, I like Kyle Dawkins. Um, I'm pretty sure I can speak for you here, Nico Price. Nico Price ain't even close. Uh, right, well, let's see if we're going to disagree here. Misha Serkinov versus Christoph Jocko. Give me Christoph Jocko. As of today, Serkinov. Lad, Jason, I will go Aspen Lad. Agree, Lad. Uh, give me Hernandez against Braden. Hernandez. I have a feeling we're going to disagree on this one. Give me Joe Selecki. Oh, give me my boy, Jared Gordon. Uh, I'm sure we're going to agree with this one, Casey O'Neill. Yes, Casey. Carol Hosa, you agree with there? Carol Hosa. Uh, I, I like Devontae Smith. You ready? Straight up pick, Jamie Malarkey. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Uh, give me the big favorite in uh, Silva de Andrade. Yep, Andrade. Uh, I will go uh, Stephanie Egger. Egger, don't feel good about it. And then the first fight, I will take Alejandro Perez. Agree, Perez. All right, let's get into uh, some questions here. Samuel, as always, man, I appreciate you in the super chat. Uh, first off, Samuel, man. Six and if, a half. If, if you're the bookie, I'm pounding that over. I'm pounding that over. If Sam ever made lines, he'd be living out of a cardboard box because that line, we would take all his money, all right, and wave goodbye to you, Sam. Uh, six and a half finishes, is that really your your play? That is atrocious. The lowest number I would say is seven and a half. Absolute lowest number. Come on. A six and a half, Sam. 13 fights, too? Be in, you should be embarrassed with that number. <laughs> yeah, give me. I Okay, if I said the number was... I'm saying eight and a half. Where are you going? I'm Ooh, saying I think that's a real, I, that's, 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 that's a good number because I think we're so we're in that eight, nine range. I'm saying over. Really? 
It's going to be a wild night. Yeah, it'd probably go over too. Yeah. Top two cash. Uh, My number one will be Carol Hosa. Um, My number two in cash. As long as she doesn't look bad at the weigh-ins, Aspen Lad. Um, I'd rather not pick on women's MMA, but I'll say Carol Hosa. Um, Casey O'Neill. Top two GPPs. Uh, for me, um, Casey O'Neill would be my number one in terms of a GPP play. Yep. Uh, my number two. Yeah, it might be Nico Price. Yeah, that's my boy, Casey O'Neill and Nico Price. My favorite two on the slate. Um, you know, you know, un- top underdogs I'm looking at. If I was just going to label out two, um, I would say Kyle Dawkins would be my number one. Um, my number two would be might be Jared Gordon. Okay, um, I'm gonna go Kyle. Daw- I think the dog. I think underdogs are gonna be popping this week. I'm saying Kyle Dawkins and Misha Serkinov. Um, yeah, I like those two. In terms of MPVs, uh, Casey O'Neill Aspen Lad would be up there for me. I would also look at at Nico Price as well. Yeah, I like all those too. Uh, fades. Uh, I don't know, I don't know a- about fades, but it's like underweight. Like I'll be underweight to Hernandez. Just oh case. yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I, yeah. As I just kind of look at, uh, I, I'll be underweight on him and uh, Kevin Holland. I'll be underweight on. Agreed. Uh, upset of the night. Give me Kyle Dawkins. I think we, we both kind of, uh, we've already mentioned kind of the leverage plays out there. Uh, Christoph Jocko, um, Alejandro Perez, um, favorite optimal plays. As I look at that, I, I immediately go to grappling just because of it's, it's just a way to rack up points that control time strikes. That's why I look at a, a Hosa or not Hosa, um, O'Neill. Aspen Lad, and I think Kyle Dawkins has got to be in that equation too. Yeah, I love it, man. Um, I'm not sure if, well, I think the the main event will be a part of the optimal lineup. I mean, given their nature, Tiago Santos and Johnny Walker. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree with you. The grappling really boosts some people, in my opinion. So I'll agree with those three. Yeah, I mean, and this is one of those weeks where you know a lot of times we're not super heavy on, on the female fights just because of you know they they typically and the statistics show this out that they go over two and a half rounds more times than not. But this is one of those weeks where, and, and I just think it comes down, it comes down to the grappling beat. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, it goes the distance, but if it goes the distance and it's a striking affair, that's not good. If it goes the distance and it's a grappling, uh, you know, type of fight where they're, they're chaining together takedowns and top pressure control time and, you know, total strikes and all that good stuff. Then we like, we like the Casey O'Neill's and the Aspen lads for this card. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, obviously I won't be here for a lot before lock, but I, I would be very interested to know kind of who is the fighter that everyone thinks we're not talking about. Is it Kevin Holland? Yeah, I was going to say probably, you know, Kevin Holland's damn good. He is damn good. And when he wins, he looks amazing and impressive. But if you want to really poke holes at his career, Jacare Souza, old and fluky, fluky win. Darren Stewart, split decision victory. He was taken down and controlled for a while in that fight as well. So this is like a, a problem and you know, he really needs to fix it and he could have, he could have, he could have fixed it, but I don't know. I would have liked to see a permanent move to AKA to truly refine that hole. And here's the other thing is how does Kyle Dawkins handle the verbal trash talk of Kevin Holland in the fight too? He's from Philly. He ain't bothered. He's from Philly. He is not bothered. I'm telling you what right you now. What are you saying? What are you saying? I'm just saying certain, if he was from Hollywood, we could be worried about him getting scared and start running for the hills. Okay. He's from Philly. <laughs> Martinez BJJ for people who don't know. Yeah. Come on. Um, it's, it's a, it's a great gym there uh, in Philly. Of course, uh, appreciate everyone tuning in to watch us. Of course, uh, be sure to smash that thumbs up button, man. We really do appreciate that. You're not subscribed to us, but you got to subscribe to us right here on YouTube. Of course, uh, come up here in less than 25 minutes from now. We got MLB live for lock. Greg and Adam get you ready for tonight's MLB slate. Then our NFL coverage is going to kick off with uh, the deeper dive and live for lock. Lawfully and Ben will be up first. And then Eric and Neil will get you ready for tonight's game. Whoever's playing. Jaguars is somebody, right? Bengals, come on, bro. We got, we got money to make tonight. First of all, you, you know the world I live in. Yeah, that's true.
I'm it's more true. worried about one game. <laughs> I'm worried about making money tonight off of that. So I'll definitely be checking out the awesome shows. I checked them out this morning. If you haven't, go check them out under our videos on our awesome DFS daily fantasy sports advice uh, page. So, uh, yeah, Jason, everybody, thank you guys so much. Hit that thumbs up before you head out today. And uh, Saturday, I will be here at noon. I will not. <laughs> I will be, uh, I'll be landing in the Northeast around that time. So, uh, you know, I hear I get to wear a little hoodie, so I'm, I'm kind of happy. Hey, bro, I'm telling you, bro, it's cold. So you're going to come up here. You're going to need like a winter jacket. See, you know, your version of cold and my version of cold too. If you tell me it's cold, that means it's really cold. Yeah, bro. It's cold. <laughs> my version of cold is like, you know, dude, if it's like 68 degrees outside, I'm like, sweet, man, I get to put a hoodie on. Bro. It, it got down to like 35 degrees last night. What? Yeah, it, it was, it's crazy. So, yeah, be careful. Bro, it's not even October. Welcome to New England. Good Lord. Yeah, I tell you, it's it's going to be cold and windy, especially at the stadium. So, overdress. Look, well, I can tell you, where it, where I'm at in that booth, the AC vent is right on top of me. Yeah, you're going to be blocking that, taping it, duct taping it. Yeah. <laughs> duct tape is your friend, bro. Yeah. Duck, duck tape is your friend of course uh as always check out all the great content we have over here at osmo uh with our youtube videos osmo.com to get you ready for everything you got whether it's mlb nfl mma check out nascar i won't be on nascar again this week so terry will be filling in for me so be sure to check out him and phil on saturday get you ready for the nascar race so that's gonna do it for the also ma strategy show i will talk to you guys next week pete we'll talk to you on saturday at 12 o'clock for live before lock hope everyone has a great day and uh look forward to seeing those winning lineups on saturday for ufc vegas number 38 have a good day everybody okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.